He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, January 16, 2024. I hope you had a nice long weekend. I hope you were able to reflect a little bit on why we had such a long weekend. That is, it was Martin Luther King Jr. Day yesterday in the United States of America. And I hope your week is off to a great start. The podcast is coming to you a little bit late because I was just playing grab ass with Mookie G remixing reels. I don't have time to be doing this when I need to be sitting down in the podcast studio uh, detailing the inner workings of my mind and perspective for a hungry, ravenous audience waiting to lap up any delicious morsel of human insight I can share with you. (laughs) Uh, That's why. Because it's not Mookie's fault, and it's it's my fault. You know why the podcast is a little late, excuse maker man? I'll tell you why. Because I spent most of the week end teaching my daughter how to ride, or showing my daughter how to ride a bike. Just about every spare moment that I had was committed to uh, helping that child endure a, a rite of passage. Showing her... So anyway, that's why. And then once we got her to bed last night, my wife and I just uh, sat in silence and stared at the wall. (laughs) And then we had a a glass of wine. Because, you know, we have a a five-year-old who is a very strong-willed woman. And I wouldn't have her any other way. But sometimes at the end of a long weekend, you just need to take a breath. You need to stare into space. Go look at Mookie G's... uh, real or look at my Instagram story and I, I think Mookie and I are in the in the same it's a, it's it's it takes a village and it takes a lot of will in any case I'm not I'm not talking about parenting here what I'm but but that is why the podcast is a little bit late because we we spent a lot of time riding a bike around the neighborhood we have a bike with training wheels we have a helmet <clears throat> I will let you know if I haven't already that I am that dad who Across my life, look, I'm that person across my life who has never worn a helmet while riding a bike. Never. Because you look like a fucking tool. (laughs) And who cares about your noodle? Who cares about your brain? The most important, the most impressive organ, the most impressive machine, more impressive than AI, is your brain. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Your brain never takes a day off. It never takes a second off. It just keeps... I'm not going to talk about how amazing the brain is. By the way, you're going to sleep. I'll tell you what. I'll regrow your hair. I'll regulate your temperature. I'll slow your breathing down. I will enable your mind to regenerate some cells. Others, we will pair off and let them go into the good night. I'd never been a helmet... I've never been the biggest bike rider because... I have, I, I've always had, as an adult, I've always had mountain bikes. And uh, living in cities, or I should say uh, San, the city of San Diego, earlier in my life I was able to ride my bike around the city fairly easily and go about my life without worrying necessarily about being killed uh, by motorists. When I moved to Atlanta, I quickly learned I could easily be killed by a motorist here because they just don't care. So when I was attending graduate school at Georgia Tech, what I did was I would ride my bike from the house we were renting 
to the train station, take the train to North, take Marta to uh, North Avenue, and then just ride my bike to Georgia, ride down the hill, essentially, to Georgia Tech. And then at the end, I'd either ride home, but usually I'd just take Marta back. Okay, dude, you're the, you're the most interesting transportation user we've ever known. All those times, even while I was using my brain to make it, to make myself, uh, to gain further advantage for myself by going to graduate school at Georgia Tech, I still was not protecting my brain, probably just out of self-consciousness. What's my hair going to look like when I get there? Who cares, dude? You're married. That's what you should have been thinking. More distressing is I had a severe head injury when I was 11 years old because I wasn't wearing a helmet. I, with some friends, were in a dirt lot near where I lived and we were trying to go up the jump fly as far as we could and set the record I don't know if I've ever talked about this I'm not going to spend too much time about on it but I had such little regard for my own life and this is connects with bigger themes we've talked about on the on the podcast around self-security and feeling appreciated or not appreciated feeling accepted as you are valuing yourself appropriately Taking care of yourself. I checked in on a friend of mine. I, I, I checked in on, I didn't check on a friend of mine. I checked in on the guy who uh, makes my reels, who puts the text to my reels in Bangladesh. I said, hey, man, uh, I, I, I don't know you, and I don't know that you're not okay, uh, but just want to make sure you're okay. And he's like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm fine. <laughs> well, what do you mean? As I just generally, you don't seem like yourself. But I was sincere. I checked in on him. I, at the age of 11, was like, okay, I'll set the record. And I, I still to this day, I can't figure out what the hell I was thinking because to set the record, you have to go ride your bike as fast as you can, hit the jump, and then you're just going to fly into the street. And to this day, I'm not sure that I had a plan to land. I just knew if I went as fast as I could, I would go the furthest. Farthest, furthest, furthest on the jump. And I did. I went further than anyone else. But I also, like, I don't know if I had a plan to land. How wild is that? At the age of 11, I was going as fast as I could on my bike, no helmet, hit the jump, went into the air. I don't know if it was like, oh, shit, I'm not prepared for this height or this distance. I better brace myself. Like, I don't know if I thought I could do it. But I couldn't. And I wrecked on the pavement immediately and I slammed my head onto the concrete and I fractured my skull. Fractured it. I don't think I shattered it and there wasn't like, um, you know, what happened so recently with Kenny DeForest. Like, I didn't, I don't think I had a brain injury. I, I know I didn't have a brain injury that caused like they needed to cut my skull to let my throbbing brain sort of protrude and enable me to live. But I was laid out in the street, unconscious, soiled myself. And I want to be clear, I didn't shit my pants. Which, you know, I don't want to say that hasn't happened elsewhere. I wet myself. And my friends were like, this is not good. And they went and got my mom. They went and found my mom because it's an afternoon event after school. And they said, hey, your son is uh, sleeping in the street. And he's wet himself. So I lost control of, I guess, the ability to 
I wet myself. I don't know. I don't know what that. That's not good. It can't be good. I was laid out unconscious in the street. And they took me to the hospital, and I could like hardly stay awake. Long story short, and and I'm gonna actually be good on my when that. Normally people are like, long story short, we all know. You've already talked for 35 minutes about the story, boring me to death with this context and background that you think is necessary, but I don't. Took me to the hospital. I was in there for a few days, EEGs on my head and all that stuff, and uh, concussion, absolutely, and. Uh, a fracture on my skull and then they let me go and said try not to hurt your head anymore and then I went back to like playing baseball and stuff but I remember pitching I was a pitcher in baseball in little league whatever you are in 11 pre-pony league and I was pitching with a helmet on like I I had a brain injury I had a head injury fractured skull that's the end of that story I never Learned my lesson from that. And like, you know what? That's how little I valued myself at earlier stages in my life. I never put a helmet on. Even after I had a skull fracture. And with my daughter, I now put a helmet on. And you know what's wild about that? Probably like a lot of other dads out there. I only did it to not be hypocritical. I did did it secondarily to think about my brain, which... I suggest I should rewire my brain. First, I was thinking, I don't want to tell my daughter you have to wear a helmet and I'm not wearing a helmet. That's, I don't want, I'm not, I don't want to be that guy. That was the first move. Don't be a hypocrite. So the first move was about managing my impression with my daughter. I'm just thinking about this now. It was not doing the right thing to take care of your noodle, your brain. Isn't that... <laughs> that's, that's backward. I was first concerned about my appearance. Would I be seen as a hypocrite? More than I really want to show her this is the right thing to do by protecting your brain and I want to protect my brain because I want to be around for her 30th birthday. And the guy who sold me the helmet even acknowledged as much. Because I said to him, because I needed to buy a helmet to teach my daughter how to ride a bike. I have a bike and have had one for a million years. And the guy said, I said, oh yeah, I don't, I don't want her to see me as a hypocrite. He's like, yeah, also, you don't want to hurt your brain. Like, oh yeah, that's part of it too. In any case, I'm the dad out there with the daughter with the helmet on. Like you should be. And I have to tell myself, and I'm glad I have the podcast to do this and drag you through it. I wear the helmet to protect my brain. And I'm married, so who cares what my (laughs) hair looks like? I'm not worried about what my hair looks like, as you can see from my Instagram reels. So that is a, uh, a bit of an explanation of why over the last couple of days, we started on Sunday, Sunday and Monday, we did a lot of bike riding. Sunday and Monday, yeah, Sunday and Monday, we did a lot of bike riding. That's why the podcast is uh, a, a little late. That and then this morning, I was going to sit down at the 8 o'clock hour and uh, the 8 o'clock creative hour and record the podcast. And then I got into a little uh, Instagram real thing with uh, Mookie G. So check out his Instagram. Check out my Instagram. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for just interacting, engaging. I'm, I'm growing followers. I'm growing followers. The plan is working. 
What's and also just for fun, for your own fun, look into the comments people make. It's wild out there. I've told you that before. And the commentariat, I'm not talking about fucking insane people or people who have lost all connection to what they're actually doing when they comment on someone's post. It's like a stranger puts something into the ether. This isn't this this gives me a right to call him retarded. Like it it doesn't really, dude. You know what I mean? Or like to really viciously attack someone you don't know. If you just like I said, if you just break it down to what's happening, and I'm encouraging encouraging you to take a look at these comments. They're not all insane. When I talk about the commentary, there are those people who have totally forgotten what's happening here. A person at its bait, at its at its essence. There's a person I don't know who, and I'm saying this is me. I'm the person. All right, dude. The coffee is delicious. You're right. What is leaving a comment on a reel? It is seeing a video, a short video that's less than 90 seconds play and you clicking on it to hear what that person has to say. You don't even know this person. And then they say something that doesn't align with your values or beliefs and you feel empowered to say horrific shit to them. And again, I'm a man on here. I'm not a woman who's getting all this like violence threat. I get people alluding to violence against me. It's just bizarre. And, and that's where that person is. As I've talked about, you know, they have to be able to lift themselves up out of it. They're sitting in a room, in a car, in an office, reacting to some fucking thought someone they don't know had and posted online so normal people (laughs) can come see them do stand-up comedy at a club or a theater near you very soon. Theater near you very soon. Club or theater near you very soon. That's... That's pretty, that's the hinterlands of the human experience. The technology has dehumanized us. So you can just say horrific shit about the person you're talking to. But that's one cut of, that's like the the extreme side of the commentariat that I refer to. There are also are people who are not insane, but are just uh, agitated, who are just, I think motivated to find people who think differently from them online and tell them their way of thinking is full of shit is full of shit. You're full of shit. That's what people are doing with me. <laughs> when I post anything political. Do I understand it? Sure. Do I think they're fragile people? Sure I do. Do I feel for them? I do. Do I condescend to them? Do I tell them, uh, do I make fun of Florida? Do I do all these late night host things that are going to help the person that they don't, that the late night host, that, you know, talking down to someone, I, I spent a goddamn hour talking about this the other day. And I said, it's probable that these late night hosts have pushed people towards supporting Trump because if I were on the fence and you're talking to me late at night, like you're better than me. I'm like, fuck you. I, I, I did this analysis previously. But what my wife told me 
is because I said to her, I'm like, I have not seen late night TV, but it's all just so ranty and anti-Trump. And there's no jokes. There's no punchlines. There's nothing creative. And all it does is hammer the people uh, who they're trying ostensibly to bring into the tent. And I know they're not trying to do that. And my wife said, oh, yeah, there have actually been thought pieces, think pieces written about how late night might have compelled people to vote for Trump because they're so condescending. And I was like, oh, I just had that realization four years later or six years later or how many ever years later it is. And I'm not the first stand up to say this. There used to be an election and then fucking people got back to work. And let's move forward. This 24-7 political, and I mean this across the spectrum, who fucking cares? Turn it off. It's like a TV show I don't want to see. Turn it off. Have the goddamn election. Let's get back to work. What's going to happen in 2028, 30, 35? Who fucking cares, dude? Let's get to work and do something. I'm sitting here yelling. <laughs> In a, in a room by myself. That's work. So there are these, like, relative to the you know, people who are saying horrific things, they're the commentariat responding to these, these clips I posted with just terrible logic, of course. I mean, I'm not condescending saying you're fucking idiots, but nobody is talking about what you want to be talking If I make a post... And I say something about white people in Iowa. That's who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about all these other people that aren't in the conversation. And uh, I'm not debating or arguing them. But it's really interesting because I've um, been posting every day, like I said. And the, it's, it's working. It's, followers are growing. I've gotten like, I don't know. 20 new followers in the last week or something like that. That's a that's a good little clip. And each clip seems to get more. Anyway. I posted one yesterday about the Iowa caucuses and the Americanness of it. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people, some supported it. Other people didn't, didn't and reacted. That's fine. So use your voice. Also, everyone is a snowflake, okay? Everyone is a snowflake. And it's wild that people don't want other people to talk. That's where we are in the United States of America. Don't say this. Don't. And of course, it's the most uh, free speech is fucking people that don't want anybody else to talk. Okay? Musk. Musk. Elon Musk should go do a set in an urban room. That's what he should do. He should go do a set at a black club and just see how it goes. See if he can do the thing. And, you know, then he'll find out about free speech. It's not just... <laughs> anyway. One political one. Then there was one I, I made fun of Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. And then, I don't know. What are we doing here? I'm wearing a helmet. That's, that's the important thing. That's what I should do before I... I read and, and the more activity that's what I should do before I read the comments put on a helmet <laughs> and a plastic bag to cover yourself you're in the splash zone anyway I appreciate you interacting and, and if you check out those comments they're uh, 
the more, like I said, the more activity there is on my page, the less time I have to commit to uh, even thoughtfully responding to any of the comments. And the insane people, insane comments, I'm just I'm not going to say insane people. Insane comments, I just, you know, let go. Or I'll put up like an American flag response to them just to see if it breaks them. <laughs> uh, but I, anyway, I, pre I appreciate the, the interaction and the reaction. Uh, on Saturday, did I tell you what I was going to do? I went to a minor league hockey game. In San Diego, we have a minor league hockey team called the San Diego Gulls. And it was country night, which is is also going to break MAGA man out there. I'm a dem I, I'm a... Am I a Democrat? Yeah, I, I'm socially liberal and fiscally liberal. I have a, I have a great. If I can, if I have a great joke about that, I'm fiscally liberal and social, socially liberal and fiscally liberal. <laughs> but uh, I went to country night with my daughter, and uh, we had a great time. My daughter and one of my closest friends and his kids, we went to country night at the San Diego Gulls at uh, what used to be called the San Diego Sports Arena. But it's now called uh, Snapdragon. It's one of the Snapdragon or... No, Strap, Snapdragon is... The uh, the field is different. What is it? Who cares? You don't care what, it, what it's called. It used to be called... this well, Back when it mattered. It used to be called the San Diego Sports Arena. And now it's called something arena, sports arena. But it's an old school building that doesn't look super invested in. It's a, you know it's kind of a bowl and there's a and the hockey rink in the middle, and it's a great time. It's it's great because it's it's like a minor league baseball game except it's hockey, and the fact that it was country night what that meant was um, there was a lot of like uh, you know. Hey, y'all, do your best southern accent. Talk like a cowboy. Cowboy up. And, you know, a lot of red, white, and blue. And, uh, you know, giving away tickets to the Stagecoach Festival, which is a big country music um, festival, <clears throat> excuse me, out in the desert at Coachella. And, uh, you know, it was, it, it was that. It was country night. And it was also bobblehead night, if I didn't mention that. The uh, captain of the San Diego Gulls, his name is Chase DeLeo. So they had a Chase DeLeo bobblehead doll given away at the front, right? I mean, right when you walk in. Okay, this is the mechanics of how to give away a bobblehead. My daughter and I dropped my wife off near the sports arena. Not too, you don't want to be dropped off too close to the sports arena because there's a lot of. Uh, adult entertainment around there for all the all the <laughs> all the uh, squids all the sailors down there the midway district my daughter and I what my daughter and I would drop my wife off at uh, near a, a restaurant where she was having dinner with some lady friends and my wife made us late she will be the first to tell you that. I'm not jumping up and down about it. But I hate being late. And I really, like most of you, hate being late when other people are waiting for me. And who is waiting for me? My buddy and his two kids waiting at Sports Arena. Who They are always on time. <clears throat> and they have more kids. But their kids will. Anyway. 
the goal for my daughter and me, because she knew it was bobblehead night, is to get to the front gate and get a bobblehead before they're all given away, right? That's what you. That's why you go to the thing to get the bobblehead. So she was very focused on getting the bobblehead. But it's not like going to a Braves game where they're giving out outcast bobbleheads. And everybody in the free world rightfully would want one of those. So there'd be a crush at the beginning and Braves would be like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize we have... All these people who like Outkast that much. And you're like, yeah, they are uh, one of the most important musical artists of all time. Period. Mega Man flipping out on his phone. Bullshit! What about Corn? What about Morgan Wallen? Morgan Wallen, man, is like the Beatles to those people. He is killing it. And like I said, I made the joke about Morgan Wallen before. When he, uh, you know, he... he he was caught on tape saying the N-word. I thought it represented progress that that was actually a news story that a country artist in Nashville used the N-word. Because apparently they don't do it anymore. Because otherwise, why would Morgan Wallen get a bunch of shit? So progress abounds. Morgan Wallen is... If Morgan Wallen would have walked into the sports arena the other night, it would have been, it would have been Beatles-esque, as it were. There was not... There was plenty of Chase DeLeo bobblehead dolls when we got up to the front my daughter was hyped I'm like girl this is a sports arena check it out we're on the stairs we get in bobblehead chase uh chase delia we get to our seats she's way way she's five way way more interested in the bobblehead than anything else going on around her the monitors the hockey the ice she's just interested in the bobblehead and like wow there are a lot of people here not sold out, but a lot of people there for the bobblehead for a country night. A lot of people there had the bobblehead in a box and would just leave it and say, I'll take this home and check it out later. My daughter opens it because why not? It's like a present. She opens the bobblehead, pulls Chase DeLeo out of it, and immediately his two legs fall off. <laughs> China life. That's exact. That You know exactly what I'm talking about. Every corner was cut in the making of this product. They made it, I guess plastic was too expensive for Chase's, Chase DeLeo's body. It was like, it was like made a ceramic. It was like a, are there any contractors who listen to this? It was like, it felt like a slurry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that mix that you sort of are going to use to gird something. Hopefully it'll turn into concrete. The bobblehead was made out of like, it felt like concrete and immediately because he's been traveling however far it is from the hinterlands of china or wherever it was made on the back of a child to deliver to my child they pull it up out of the box poof <laughs> there go his legs <laughs> that's a ceramic bobblehead aren't bobbleheads plastic they couldn't that's the corner they cut we can't just make a million of these right away in plastic and apparently not so his legs fall off my daughter who you know you'd think stereotypically a kid would see that happen and they'd no oh, no but she i think doesn't even have the conceptualization of what the hell a bobblehead should be you know is that normal for bob maybe that's normal legs just fly off <laughs> like my dad rolling around in the street or not rolling around the street when he was 11 years old the fractured skull. Off come the legs. 
<laughs> and I just sort of, I, I was like, that's all right, girl. You know, we'll get another one. And needless to say, there were plenty left. So, you know, in a break in the action. And it was a terrific, it was really fun. It was fun. And when you have a kid, some of the fun, or maybe most of the fun, is all the nonsense that happens around, hey, fans, check out this. And it's uh, the Gulls mascot's name is Gulliver is throwing T-shirts. And, you know, we're doing uh, musical chairs with those big plastic chairs on the ice and the winner gets uh, tickets to stagecoach. Like, all that stuff is the the interesting, value, valuable part of the experience. But when there's a break in the action, I'm like, girl, let's just go back down and we'll see if we can't swap this out. You know, there are a million Chase DeLeo bobblehead dolls. The outcast ones from the Braves games are selling online for hundreds of dollars, I'm sure. I don't know what the secondary market is for Chase DeLeo bobblehead dolls, but it's probably not the same as it is for outcast. So we go back down to the front gate, front door, and say, hey, man, this thing broke. And the kid who was giving away the bobbleheads was so nice. Like, like he cared. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry about that, sir. Let me get you another one. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I presume. No worries. But I also wasn't, I, I presume it wouldn't be a problem, but no worries. Like, he's like, oh, I'm really sorry about that. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's okay. Like, I'm the adult who's not going to flip out. But also, I know what this product is. And I know that every corner was cut in its making. We get the bobblehead back to the seats. My daughter's excited. I say, all right, girl, I'm, I, we might as well just keep that in the box and open it later. And she's like, I want to open it now and see if his legs work. And I said, okay, fine, do what you want to do. She opens it and immediately drops it and breaks his leg. <laughs> and looks at me like, what the fuck? And I looked at her with exactly the same look. And the look she gave me is one she acquired from me. Like, what the fuck are we doing? And I was looked at her the same way. Like, that's what I'm wondering. You just opened it and dropped it. But I spun it. I was like, you know what? This is, this is the one we're meant to have. She's like, oh, I can trade with her and get another one. I'm like, no, that's hers. She doesn't really want it. But this is ours. We're not going to just keep swapping out and, you know, see how many dolls we can get here, bobbleheads we can get. I said, this is ours. This is the one we'll keep. And, you know, we kind of, I was trying to show, like, we ride with him. You know, he shows up with a broken leg. We're not going to just cast him aside. We're going to stand by him. Like, we have a dog who doesn't have a brain, but we're still going to keep him in the house with us until he runs away. So that's what we did. We kept the bobblehead uh, with the chase to Leo with the broken leg, and we stayed for most of the game. The game was very boring, very boring, not a lot of action, but a good vibe all around. And, you know, a five-year-old can only take, you know, we're not going to do like three hours watching or being in this event. My friend's kid was lovely and took my daughter around and they played. And I'm sure, you know, she was like, all right, I'll babysit your kid, I guess, at the hockey game. But it was nice of her to do that. And my daughter is obsessed with her. Um, we stayed the goals scored. The goals, I think, maybe even on an odd man rush, the goals scored. They went they went up one nothing with like twelve minutes to go in the third period. Here's the one problem with the hockey game is 
three 20 minute periods you can deal with. But the intermission is like 18 or 20 minutes between each period. And I'm not out there sacrificing my life, giving all that I have, sweating, grinding, hitting, all that stuff, checking. Uh, but I think we could have an intermission of like 15 minutes maybe or 13 minutes. The intermissions felt too long. And I know that guys have to rewrite themselves or write themselves, fluids and all that. So we, the goals score. 10, 12 minutes to go in the third period. Goals up one nothing. Here we go. We're going to have a night. Uh, we're going we're gonna to cap this new, unusual night with, uh, you know, it's the Midway District in San Diego. Like I said, it's strip bars, head shops in more ways than one. I told my daughter, like, remember, we're parked near the green neon, you know, CBD factory or whatever it is. It's kind of grimy down there, over there, in there, wherever you are. It's kind of grimy, but we're going to cap this magical night with the Gulls win. And then almost immediately, the Gulls, I never thought about this, the Gulls give up the equalizer right away to the team from, the team's from Iowa. So it was San Diego versus Iowa, which is kind of what my uh, Instagram reel was like yesterday. MAGA people, I wasn't, I, I, was, I was talking about America, okay? I'm not talking about you. All I said was, the caucuses are totally American because you have white people. That's my stomach saying, yeah, enough of this. Go get something to eat. You have white people in a state that's 90% white. This is just what we're, this is just facts, dude. And you know... You know you're on shaky ground when facts make people defensive, like, or facts make you defensive, as people hollered at me in the comments. So you have white people in a white state braving, and I use that word sincerely, braving life-threatening weather. These people are going out in hurricane blizzard minus 25 below weather, to choose among, to show their support for three more white people who seem to pride themselves on diminishing and marginalizing the experiences of black people in this country. So far, those are just facts. They sound, they're not value judgments, but they're just facts. And I'm, I'm just saying, that's, that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying this is it. Look at what Ron DeSantis has done to the education system in Florida. You could scream at me and all, I'm just saying. like That's just a fact. Nikki Haley the other day did not identify enslaved people and the, as, as a... Uh, proximal cause of the civil war and of course 45 i don't need to tell you about his work so it's just kind of a statement all these white people going out into a whiteout really like that's how important it was for them to show their support for these other white people who diminish the experiences of black people that's all i was saying that's all i said 
And they did all of this on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, on MLK Day, on the day, the one federal holiday. And I, you know, lots of comics have jokes about this. White people shouldn't get that day off. It shouldn't be a day for us to reflect. It should be a day for black people to have barbecues. It should be a day where we have to work and go, why the fuck are we working? Well, because of this shit that happened. I just want to move forward, okay? MAGA people screaming. But we can't move forward until we make sense of the past. I know DeSantis is trying. All right, I'm now it's not a soapbox, but I mean, this is the problem when you assign, when you try to deal with emotion with logic. It never works. It's, and it's not me being like Jimmy Kimmel, like these dumb fucks. I'm not doing that. I'm just recognizing it doesn't make any sense. In any case, MAGA people did not like that post. But I was the ultimate punchline because I said, what is more American than that thing I just laid out? And the only thing more American would be watching football and drinking beer while it's going on. Not paying attention to it. As I was. Okay? The team from Iowa. So San Diego versus Iowa. Iowa equalizes. And then we leave. You know who we were? We were beat traffic guy. <laughs> But it's okay at the end of a goals game when you have a five-year-old who's been sitting there for, you know, two hours, two and a half hours. It's okay to beat traffic at the end. It's not like I was taking my wife away from that wonderful reunion show we saw late Friday night by the Dragons. We got out of there. We found our car near the CBD place, got home, and then looked up later. The goals lost in a shootout or they, they gave up another goal and they lost two to one they lost two to one in overtime something like that okay well that was the goals i highly recommend if you have access to and when i lived in atlanta there there was lots of access to going to minor league events the chattanooga lookouts the montgomery biscuits the greenville greenville drive Within several, within a couple hours of where I lived, I could go see minor league baseball. And it's just, it's really cool. And it's not like, oh boy, look at these people out here. It's just kind of, it's kind of, a, you know, it gets you away from the unrelenting corporate stamp that, uh, you know, the big leagues put on things because they make money. Also, is it appropriate that the NFL is playing on MLK Day? You know what I mean? Like, is it a holiday or not? Is it a moment? And why are we having the holiday? To commemorate, to reflect? Or just have the fucking day off so we can watch football? So, <laughs> Iowa won. I will let you go. I will, of course, thank you for interacting with the Reels. Thank you for emailing the podcast, yesjoesmith at gmail.com. Tony the Tiger, I hope you're out there still listening. Former prosecutors in Central Jersey, uh, 15, LNC, Chicago. Everyone who listens to the podcast, I'm grateful. Okay, I just want to close by mentioning my wife and I went to the Casbah in San Diego to see the Dragons on Friday night. We took my daughter to my mom and juggling instructor, left her there for the night. And my wife and I are going to go to see a rock and roll band that wasn't going to go on until 11 p.m. <laughs> so you know what we did? We took a nap 
at like 6.30. <laughs> we took a nap. That We're parents. Did we have a hard time getting to sleep at 6.30 p.m. on Friday? Nope. I slept for like an hour and woke up like, let's go. And uh, we had a great time. We said to the... Anyway, it was phenomenal. The Casbah is great. Everyone was old at the show like us, which really makes for a fun rock and roll show because everybody in that room knows how to do it. It's not a bunch of young, drunk people acting like fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I. So we had a really fun time. And my wife, she's like, oh, they don't go on to like almost 11. Why don't we take an Uber down there and get a drink? ahead of time which means you get a drink ahead of time maybe you have one or two at the show all of a sudden you're three you want to take an uber because you don't want to drive and i said to her we can do that but there are a few things that i like less in life than wanting to go home and waiting for an uber an uber after and, and usually i associate this with ubers after comedy shows right punchline you do 6 8 10 30 um yeah i have a drive home from the punchline but from a comedy show t getting home via uber late at night sucks it sucks waiting for them it sucks watching them drive like idiots and it's just brutal and i'm too old for it i, I my, my time is too valuable i just don't like standing in the street is this it? like i don't know i can't do it so i said to my wife all due respect you can have as many drinks as you want I will drive. And I'll have two at the most. And we did it. We found a place, a parking place near the club. We got in, had a great time. And then the show was over. The side door opens. The band goes out. And we might be like the next people out of the club after the band. Talk to them very briefly. Uh, and we're like, this is the greatest decision we ever made. <laughs> I shat on going home early, guy. Or leaving early guy. And I did it at the goals game. And then I was very proud of my parking. Uh, but you know what? As life goes, my wife wasn't like, oh, yeah. Um, my wife wasn't like, oh, God, you little tiny man. We're, we're, not, we're not going out. And I was like, she, she was the other way. She was like, oh, God, that was such a good decision we made to drive. <laughs> God, she didn't want to wait for an Uber. Have a great week. Uh, and I'll talk to you on, on a Friday. Na, 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 na. On Friday, you know what? My favorite mic in San Diego is already dead. Can you believe it? Border X Brewing no longer has an open mic. It's heartbreaking. Uh, but I'll talk to you on Friday.